electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla, Jim Cramer at the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber has the morning off. Futures are mixed as oil recovers a bit, but the 10-year yield remains below 1.4, close to a three-month low. A busy week ahead. CPI and jolts data in the days ahead. Our roadmap this morning begins with COVID variant volatility for stocks and crypto's weekend blowout. Big tech is weighing on the Nasdaq pre-market. EV Watch shares of Lucid falling after disclosing an SEC investigation, while Morgan Stanley calls Rivian the one that can challenge Tesla and the SEC reportedly investigating whistleblower claims on Tesla's solar panel defects. Actually, one of the big threads of the morning are are these initiations on Rivian. And that Adam Jonas note was interesting this morning. One of the things that's happened that is very interesting, Carl, is is that it's almost as if the analysts have become authors and these are books or these are grabby headlines. When I saw the one Immediately, I just didn't read it. I said, well, if that's the one, I'm not going to read any others. And that's Jonas being creative, being interesting. And I'm not saying he's wrong. What he does points out is like compelling products, strong management, Amazon relationship. Those are all true, which is one of the reasons why I think when you read that, uh, it could make sense. Rivian does have all the orders it needs. I I remember meeting the Amazon sustainability officer. She said, they'll take anyone. They'll take everything. So when you have that kind of truck... It's so popular. Right. Really matters. Almost a lot of the other uh, initiations involve Uh either uh, the stock pricing in 2 million cars Uh uh, for a company with no manufacturing record or 20 billion cash burn uh, before 2025. Basically, this is a hard business for small companies to scale. Right. I I think that that when I look at Lucid, by the way, the 8K on Lucid, it's like, we're not sure what the investigation is, but they're investigating us. When I look at these, Fisker hasn't been hit by the ugly stick yet, but there is just a kind of an overwhelming sense of froth. Uh, Rivian, because of Amazon, does have something. It's like a firm. They make a deal with Amazon. If you make a deal with Amazon, you're anointed. Uh, but none of the other, nothing else really matters in that space because you need endless customers. Now, I keep thinking about Ford. And Ford challenging uh, in the EV space that they can actually do something. They have scale. And I think that Ford is going to play its hand this week. Meaning what? They're coming on um, my investment club meeting Thursday. And we're going to talk about what it's like to compete against Musk and how you can win against Musk. But you have to scale. And I think that when you look at the power that Ford has, they can scale. Because... Because of the engineering F-150. or the access to capital? The F-150. Yep. They have a huge amount of money. F-150 remains the most popular vehicle in America. And I think the idea of having an electric EV is up for F-150 is very good. And Musk, where is his pickup truck? The one that looks like a termite? 
Yeah, uh, it's a couple. It's it's a rough day of coverage for Tesla. The Times has a pretty tough piece on safety concerns within the company, the ongoing debate there regarding autopilot, and then this investigation reported on from solar. the SEC on on solar panels. That's really all we know. I think it'll this decline in Tesla last today. The buyers of Tesla are voracious. Any this is a buy on any dip. Uh, the, the, I, by the way, the buy on any dips extending. Not extending to the rest of the NASDAQ, where the selling just, just keeps happening. It keeps happening. I've been looking at the VIX, and I've been saying, well, you know what? It definitely peaked. It's going down for the typical S&P stocks. But the stocks, I was, I was talking with Becky earlier. The selling that goes on between 4 and 4.30 a.m. in these NASDAQ names is frightening. And I keep thinking it's either a machine or an idiot. Because who wants to sell without any real buyers right. at that hour? Other than, or a third one would be someone who wants to make it clear that the Nasdaq's going lower. So-called paint the tape. Uh, I would love to know more about it. As of last week, uh, 20% of the Nas made a 52-week low. That's, that's the most since March of 2020. You mentioned the VIX. Up 90% in three weeks. Yes, amazing. Uh, amazing. Is one of the biggest three-week gains in history. No, I mean, it's... And the uh, oscillator that I follow, the S&P oscillator, is most oversold since since the pandemic began. So we really have underneath this amazing bear market in the Nasdaq. People don't want to use that term, but it's a it's a Nasdaq bear and it's an S&P bull. We actually saw this once in uh, April of 2000. We saw the same thing. S&P go like this, Nasdaq go like this. It turned out to be a couple of funds capitulating in their shorts. Uh, I, I don't really understand what what the inner reaction is to the treasuries and these programs, they don't seem that relevant other than the fact that if you look at the tenure, maybe someone says, well, the banks could do better. We have good action in Goldman. But I, the, it, it confounds me to think that you could want to sell stocks so low. I mean, <laughs> do you really want to sell NVIDIA down 14, AMD down 5? I mean, what's the point other than to make people come in this morning and say, NASDAQ's bad. Well, NASDAQ's bad. And then have us all chasing our tails trying to figure out why Nasdaq's bad. There is no particular reason other than the fact that it is higher valued. Right. But um, higher value when they were doing well, when you're reporting quarters mattered. I just think that I don't like the kind of, of, of what I think is manipulation in the early morning. So, but but you, would, you would acknowledge that the guidance from Twilio and uh, some of the other names uh, that we've gotten. Uh, is, is lukewarm. Is, I had Twilio on. Lawson. Uh, uh, DocuSign. We can go down. Oh, my God. List. DocuSign. Yeah. You know, when you go over the actual DocuSign, it's very interesting. They admit that they blew it. Okay. They just got it wrong. The business was so good the previous quarter. And I know people think that it spills over, but do you see Kathy Wood was in there buying a huge amount of shares? Now, someone, I was mentioning this to someone this morning and said, Jim, no need to talk about Kathy Wood. She's now irrelevant. I don't think she's irrelevant. I think that she has become an indicator of what people don't like right now. And if she's in there, People are selling it. Uh, I, I think it's short-sighted because some of her pieces are good. and Some picks are good, some of them are bad. But You think there's a negative arc effect? If, yes. Now, let's not break arc. You can't. She's not a hedge fund. But at the same time, because it's an ETF, it translates into selling of her stocks. And uh, the stand she made on DocuSign was rather uh, I, I was quizzical. DocuSign's terrible. I had no idea how to value it. I think a lot of people are saying, wait a second, DocuSign, how do I value NVIDIA? DocuSign, how do I even value, value Okta? People don't know how to value Okta, but they know, they know how to value uh, Wells Fargo, where uh, yeah. a very good analyst, Betsy Krasik, says it's time to buy. 
It's a uh, very inexpensive stock. Top pick over at Morgan Stanley today. They basically mm-hmm. argue Omicron is going to delay uh, any recovery by a quarter. It clears the way for the Fed in which you want to own the banks. Credit concerns right. overblown. I have a Omicron's two, twofold. There are people who are scared to say that it's positive because so far everything's been wrong. Although we've been saying that for a few days now. (laughs) Then there's just people who are scared to talk about it in general because they don't want to be on YouTube saying, you know what, I think that the worst is over 17 states. That's obviously wrong. Mike Pence said that famously in uh, Borat's part two. Yes. (laughs) There's no second spike. But look, I'm not not sanguine about Omicron because Dr. Gottlieb isn't. It's too early. Uh, I would love to think that a cold displaces a vicious flu, but then we're going to find out. I mean, there's been no deaths during this period, which is really terrific. We don't know, but we don't know who's vaccinated. We don't know who's not vaccinated. Uh, I think that the Norwegian cruise line was incredibly interesting this weekend. You had 12 people. Norwegian cruise, you have to be get it. You have to get a uh, test, and everybody has to be vaccinated. So this is pure breakthrough. But then again, they went to Mexico, Honduras. Maybe the thing is, this is everywhere. COVID is everywhere. Maybe what we have to do is just say, look, this is acceptable risk. You go somewhere, you're going to get COVID. Okay? I mean, if you go to Honduras and you go to Mexico, you, you could get COVID. And I think that the people who go on these, like, they, they're vaccinated. They're, they accept that it's breakthrough. And I think, again, acceptable risk is, is that these people get less, as, less sick. Yeah, I've had uh, a lot of friends had it in the last. Oh few yeah, weeks. yeah, of course. It's no longer even really uh, that much of a news story. No, it's somebody not. Can, we've we've you had stay it. home. Yeah, for yeah, and you quarantine, you come back to work, and you move on. Yeah. Um, Squawk Box did talk to Gottlieb about this coverage over the weekend that it somehow incorporated some genetic material from the common cold, which people get excited. It, about it's that. it's weakening to survive that whole thing. But Gottlieb did say, don't put too much faith. in Yeah, these I mean, early I went studies. to Dr. Topol this weekend with something I shouldn't even like, just direct message him saying I'm feeling more positive. No response, uh, because it's very hard to feel more positive without more data, uh, especially because we don't know how many people in South Africa. They, I mean, Dr. Gallagher was talking about how they're overwhelmed. So it's like they can't sit there and say, oh, this is vaccine. This is not. Uh, but then Dr. Walensky said this weekend that uh, um, that Omicron's going to pick up in America. Uh, but yes. That, but that piece. Well, you well, saw what New York that, City did this morning. I know, but I think that that. Dr. Walensky, once again, the message. You've been, you haven't had high marks for no, Walensky. No, no, but she's supposed to, supposed to be nice. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's um, Mayor de Blasio weighing in. He's another expert on public health, right? Uh, if toughening the vaccine mandate for New York City for kids and restaurants. Right. Uh, oh, it's good. A, a full dose. Private sector workers, I'm not sure how that's going to be enforced, but he did say that this morning on Morning yeah. Joe. I mean, it is kind of, we, my restaurant, we check, right? Everywhere you check. And, like, they look at it. Okay. I mean, they should check for booster, if you really want to know, because one of the things that Dr. Topol, my love, is a great follower, said, it should never have been called a booster. Now, another source of mine says, listen, it's only a matter of time before both Moderna and Pfizer say, listen, we're done. It doesn't work after six months. Go get your third vaccine. Right. Well, we know what uh, Bansell said uh, last week, and then it was echoed a bit by Moderna's president. Take a listen to this. Literally a list of eight or ten mutations that we never wanted to see show up in one variant of concern. And we opened this one up, and all but one of them was there. 
and the instant feeling was, oh, this isn't going to be good. I think that there's a real risk that we're going to see a decrease in, in effectiveness of the vaccines. What I don't know is how substantial that is. Is it going to be the kind of thing that we saw with the Delta variant, which is ultimately the vaccines were still effective? Or are we going to see something more like a 50% decrease in efficacy, which would really mean we probably need to reboot the vaccines and update them? And now we know that the, the White House is foaming the runway in case they need to approve something quickly. Right. I, I do think that, without a doubt, if you get the third booster, it is so much more effective than the others. Uh, but only, as, of course, the others you have to have underneath it. And uh, 95, 96. I, I, I know I don't know anyone, but I'm sure that's just anecdotal, who got the booster and also has bad, bad COVID. I've had I know people who've gotten the booster and got covid, but that's highly unusual. Ninety five, ninety six percent coverage on a on a Moderna full or Pfizer. So I don't know. I mean, the Moderna messaging was also mixed. I mean, Bansell seemed pretty uh, sanguine in the morning and then in the evening to the FT. FT. He scared the bejesus out of me. So I wish that what we do have is a a confluence of of, uh, people who completely disagree with each other, which then leads to Nasdaq selling. (laughs) Well, um, Mike Wilson's point this morning out of Morgan Stanley is that it might have been Omicron that got this thing started, meaning the volatility. But it's really about what Powell's done. Yeah, well, I think that Powell really did change. Powell and the industrial production number, uh, which showed hot. Uh, we have CPI. It could be hot. Uh, so, yeah, I think, that, I think that Wilson's really right about that. It, that just led to that could be the program selling that I'm talking about, which is, you know, be long NASDAQ until the Fed changes its mind, then sell NASDAQ and buy uh, JP Morgan. It's almost like there's a letter, you know, there's a note, and you open it up, it says, oh, sell NASDAQ, buy by S&P. Okay, I'll do that. And, but I did see this happen in, in 2000, in April, so maybe there's still some people around who right. saw it in 2000. Yep. It was vicious. Uh, we're going to talk about analogs. Costin mentions 2018 yes. uh, in his note over the weekend. And of course, we'll cover what Bitcoin did over the weekend as well. Some pretty dramatic price action Saturday morning. Still to come, a closer look at the dip in chips as well. NVIDIA, Micron, Taiwan Semi are in the red pre-market as we kick off a busy week on Squawk on the Street. Don't go away. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. 
CNBC launching a new index today. CNBC's Next Generation 50 tracks the stocks that younger consumers and younger investors are most interested in. We backtracked into the start of the year. Uh, this basket of stocks is up 42% cumulatively, but uh, like everything else, has dropped in the last month. It was put together by a team of CNBC's younger reporters and producers. You could say it's millennial tested and Kramer approved because, Jim, you've been involved with this from the yeah. beginning. I think this is fabulous, and I'll, I'll tell you why. There are a lot of youthful viewers who, for the first time, are trying to figure out the stock market. And what we've done here, we have a lot of companies that are product that then became stocks as opposed to traditional stocks that the institutions have looked at. So you'll see a, a Stitch Fix will be in there, a Chipotle, a DoorDash, but also something like Dutch Bros, which is a, a company that is doing quite well out uh, in, in the uh, Northwest. And Lululemon reports this week, Crocs, because uh, lots of, uh, of healthcare workers use it, uh, Teladoc, 23andMe, maybe that is a uh, something that tells you what your heritage is, or maybe it's something that with GlaxoSmithKline, they're going to do some medical work with. Uh, DocuSign, unfortunately, in Zoomer on it. But I just thought this was great because this is what the, this is what they talk about. This is what younger people talk about. Tonight, I'm going to talk about which are the best. Uh, I'm not going to dump on the worst because this, you can look at the performance numbers. But this is what I call their tangible stocks and their conceptual stocks in this. I mean, when you look at a Bumble or a Match, they're a bit conceptual, okay? Uh, Coinbase conceptual. But then you have Apple. You have Amazon. These are, these are tangible. So, uh, and we also have a Bitcoin and Ethereum one on there. And those are, Bitcoin was down 20% on the weekend. I mean, again, what I've been really trying to focus on are these stocks that trade between 4 a.m. and 6 with no volume. And then you wake up and my wife says to me, Ethereum's down 20%. No, we got Bitcoin down 20%. I said, what happened? She goes, I don't know. I said, I don't know. It's Saturday. Right. Yeah, it's Saturday. Right. Yeah, that's a great time to move a lot of stock. Uh, <laughs> great time to move a currency. But, you know, we've got uh, the cannabis stocks, the gambling stocks. We have the stocks that I would regard as being EV and EV related. Uh, and then you've got Tesla. That's the senior. ChargePoint being the junior. I love this list. And I want everyone to go to CNBC because I, mean, I always kind of want to vote what people think is the best product. And then you can go back and do the fundamentals. For instance, is Virgin Galactic the best fundamental? No, uh, but it, it's captured the fancy of young people. As you know, you know what's not on this list? You know things like Ingersoll Rand, <laughs> Proctor, Proctor not being picked. Coca Cola. This Steel. is not the cat. Yo, geez, U.S. Steel. Uh, I, I find that that even the the Pfizer's of the world are not on. But you know, suddenly you get the Moderna on. Now, Moderna means they've got to have other vaccines than the one, but they certainly have the money to be able to handle it. Then Airbnb, Lyft, Uber, DoorDash, these are the ones that these younger people, they're deeply involved. Like, they don't go out. They just Uber. But but you would push back on comparisons to Wall Street bets or to non-profitable tech. No, this is much better because you'll have something like an Uber. If they can pull off the food side, they have the car side. That's great. Zoom, if they can take all that cash and reinvent. DocuSign, well, it's certainly low. Lower than it was. Lower. But I love the list because the list is made up of all the companies that younger people have heard of. Now they got to go do the fundamental work because it's not just enough to be able to say, you know what, I really like Lemonade here. You may have used it, the app, 
but that's not going to get you where you want. Now, David Giroux on later today. So Upstart, I have to love that company. I've had them on many times. Obviously, another show stole stole the guest. Uh, and I have no bitterness toward them. I <laughs> know. Because I, that's fine with you me. Totally you totally When you steal one of my guests, that's fine. And I don't mind. Yeah, because I am Jimmy Chill, and I don't mind. I mean, they're all nice people in that hour, right? And they just steal them, and that's fine. I don't Anyway, watch Upstart today. Uh, yes, if you want more on the components of the index, uh, be sure to join the investing club or go to CNBC.com. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash and count down to the opening bell in a moment. Don't go anywhere. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Time for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. Watching Chewy today. Yeah, no, I got a dog, Ragu, all right? And he keeps ripping, he rips, rips the head off of everything. It's like a, a fox in a hen house. So my wife says to me, why do we keep buying uh, toys from Chewy? Let's go buy them from Petco. Well, sure enough, Wedbush must have heard it. Chewy, downgrading neutral, this dog isn't running as fast. <laughs> Not even funnier. Woof, Petco, upgrade, time to bite. Hilarious, <laughs> but that said, Chewy reports this week. So a downgrade is going to scare this people out of the stock. At the same time, this is on our list uh, of the uh, of the new stocks, yep. and it's number 42. That's the next gen list. Uh, Chewy is a company that people love, and you always see their boxes in front of people's houses because we want to have automatic dog food. We like the idea that we can take care of our pet without having to do much work. But I think the pet go is much cheaper, and this thing has been a dog. Yeah. Um, do you think there, I mean, we talk about COVID pull forwards a lot in software, for example, and Zoom and all of that. Mm-hmm. Could that have happened? Absolutely. We know that the pet numbers are very big because of the pandemic. And you know who I got the pet numbers from? None other than Petco. They've done a huge amount of work also when people have one dog and they get a second dog. But I also think that when you downgrade a stock ahead of the court, people just are fearful. Yeah. Wedbush did it. Uh, and I have to tell you, if you're in Chewy, understand that typically you don't get a downgrade unless you have a real good feel that number 42 on the next gen list may not have what it takes. You've been pretty constructive on animal care for years. Sure have. Thinking back to Zoetis. I really like Zoetis. Uh, I think they're terrific. I like IDEX. Those are really, really good companies. Uh, those are the great secular growers. Those yeah. two. We'll see what happens with the print this week. By the way, our opening bell in a couple of minutes. And remember, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to, follow uh, the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. We're back in a moment. 
We are watching Bitcoin this morning, uh, still lower after dropping as much as 17% over the weekend, uh, nearly a 40% drawdown as it got to 42K. Interesting data out of Grayscale today, Jim, that more than half of Bitcoin's current investors got in over the last 12 months. Oh. Well, we know also big Robinhood, just a huge Robinhood name. Uh, Coinbase went to 357, it's now down to 265. I thought it's very interesting that the uh, SEC doesn't like how a lot of things are run at, at these banks, uh, like the one that I have where I get 8% on my Ethereum. I mean, it's kind of too good to be true. It's kind of like alchemy. I mean, do they lend it out? What are they doing? But this is a true collapse. And what's interesting is it can happen on a Saturday. So then the question is, is it margin call? Do these people have margin calls? But what margin calls are, are executed on Saturdays? They're usually executed by 1 o'clock on Friday. Right. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, the people who like coin, uh, who like uh, Bitcoin, they, they like it. People who don't, don't. And the people who like Bitcoin are so, for, they're, they're vociferous in how much they love it. And this is buying opportunity, buying opportunity, buying opportunity. So there's not a lot of analytics involved. Yeah, there's a, a long debate about, especially lately, given the action in coin and Robinhood to some degree, uh, about whether you own the platform or the currency. Because in some cases, the platforms have not offered you any protection. None whatsoever. And the fact that they can just roll over. By the way, it's almost worth, it is worth talking about Robinhood. Uh, it is a disaster. Just a disaster. And you hear nothing, right? It just goes down a little bit regularly. Uh, we don't know what's going on. They're the quietest of any of these. They're certainly not lumped in with the brokerage houses. Wow, people are losing fortunes in that stuff. Fortunes. Uh, you've tried to get answers from them about how they evolve. Uh, from 85 to 21. It's been a tough ride, obviously, for, for Hood. There's the opening bell and the CNBC real-time exchange. At the big board, it is the specialty insurer Haggerty making its debut at the NYSE. At the NASDAQ, big day for BuzzFeed making its public debut via SPAC. The first publicly traded, purely digital media company will trade under BZFD. Jonah Peretti on Squawk earlier today, yeah, Jim. Yeah, very positive again, obviously. But uh, people who are paying up for that, be aware that these have been wrong to do. I mean, uh, you know, it's interesting. It's, it's almost like it's lemmings. I mean, it, it's been wrong over and over again. And you know, there they are. They tend to be great the first day because someone who likes BuzzFeed might go buy the stock. I saw that when I brought the street stock on public and the only pure play during that, but 1999, I was like, wow, let me have some of that. And that turned out to be ill-fated. Uh, there is some encouraging data in the journal today regarding global ad sales. Uh, going to grow 22% this year as forecasters are having to revise up their forecasts. Right. Uh, 64% will be digital. Up from 60 last year? Well, a lot of that is one of the reasons why I'm recommending tonight when I go over this list. Amazon and Alphabet are the two big winners in that. And uh, some people say it's trade desk too, but Amazon advertising is uh, pervasive and so is Alphabet. Now, it's interesting that when Google started, the two gentlemen who started didn't want advertising. They talked about how it makes the site clunky. Now, this is, you know, I Google something, I then buy it, and that's working really well. Uh, obviously, also, uh, Etsy's doing quite well, and that's on the list. And I think that there's one of my fa absolute favorites, Josh Silverman over in Brooklyn, doing a terrific job. Shopify, not on the list, but uh, because it's kind of not known by the individuals. Remember, we want some knowledge. Shopify doing quite well, too. So there are a lot of companies that are in that space that get advertising, but it's Amazon.
Yeah. It's Amazon. Yep. Um, we mentioned David Costin's note over the weekend out of Goldman. A couple interesting points. One was that only a third of large cap mutual funds are beating the benchmark this year. A third. Incredible. And as for fundamental long-short hedge funds, the typical is flat for the year, with the S&P up 20-plus. Oh, can you imagine if Jack Bogle were alive, he'd come on our show, one of the founder of the <laughs> index fund, and just say, what did I, what did I, what tell, did I tell you? What did I tell you? Uh, how any of those guys take their, get their fees, continue with their fees at a certain point. I mean, I, I remember under, underperformed one year. I said, listen, I'm not taking any fee. You know, the 1%. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And it certainly hurts the performance. Yeah. So Costin is, as always, right. So do you, do you see uh, December being at risk, the balance of December? No, I think there'll still be a Christmas rally. We've got to get to around December 15. That's traditionally when it's begun. It's a little later than people think. Uh, if you try to get the jump on, historically, it's been a really bad idea. So we're in the try to get the jump on the phase at 12.6. No, you gotta you got to wait uh, 10 more days before I feel any comfort in recommending Is that Christmas related rally. to any clarity we would get regarding the virus, or is it uh, just no, seasonality? We, seasonality. Seasonality. Uh, 20 years worth of work shows that that's when you do it. Uh, the last 10, by the way, it's worked every year. If you buy the last, you know, between the last 10 and seven days at the end of the year, the virus itself is causing the uh, downgrade by, by a lot of people of, of the economy. And I just think once again, there's that thread of what happens. John Hatzius did this. John Hatzius did this number four in his case. We asked him happen. about that on Friday. It, yeah, is the it's a cold, and then it turns out to be more dominant than Delta? I mean, that's the fairy tale will come true, and I'm not going with it. Well, I'll tell you, you know, on a day where Norwegian did bring that ship in right. to dock, the S&P is being led by Delta, United, American, Royal Caribbean, Hilton, Alaska Air, Southwest, Jeez. you name it. Well, that's it. And by American especially if you think like that. Uh, that's the Frank Del Rio, CEO of, of Norwegian, basically saying, listen, we're getting used. It's, it's, it is everywhere, is his thinking. It's the acceptable risk that I've heard other people talk about. People are doing things expecting that, you know what, I'm, I'm triple vaccinated and I could get sick. I stay home, I come back to work. And I think that that is not a negative idea. It's positive. Now, obviously, there are people, uh, and President Biden knows this, we love to single out the immunocompromised, but that's a violation of HIPAA. We can't do that. But it's the immunocompromised that we keep hearing is the incubators. Right. But it's not, you have to vaccinate everybody or you can't discriminate. But the ones who really are causing the brunt of the pain are people who are immunocompromised. Sorry to say, that's obviously true. want them to be better. But you can't say, all right, who's immunocompromised? That's against the law. Right. Uh, no, nope, we'll watch that. Meanwhile, most of the Dow stocks are green. Uh, Amgen, Dow, and Boeing, Jim, uh, leading Boeing. the 30. You know, Boeing is, is, again, we don't want, by the way, Jeff Seinfeld talking about that diplomatic uh, tiff with China. Uh, we've got Ray Dalio saying. Trying to clean trying up to, that interview with Andrew. I, I like him very much, so I'm reluctant to pile on. Right. He did say, uh, I, when I say that they're a strict parent, I didn't mean to minimize civil rights. And I, Ray Dalio certainly doesn't. He's a, a guy with a real heart. But Boeing needs this thing big. Carl, they've got 100 planes sitting there. And they need them for the Olympics to take people around. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, another item crossing the tape again that the White House will, in fact, announce a diplomatic boycott of the, uh, the Beijing Olympics. Uh, doesn't mean the athletes can't go, of course. There is a, a charm offensive among uh, American companies where they're getting some very good feel from, I don't have this from Apple, I do have it from some of the others, that, that China's saying, hey, listen, guys, 
we're cool, I hope you're cool. Although the coal plant building makes all of us feel like whatever we're doing. Plant. When I planted a lot of trees, it's like, you know, Kramer trees versus China coal plants. Good luck. No. Yeah. And I planted 25,000 trees in an Oregon forest in honor of, of Benioff. They're, they've like wiped that out and then another 50 million trees yeah. beyond. No, probably many more than yeah. 50 million. Uh, it is a morning where they're buying the travel names and selling Moderna. The only NASDAQ 100 component that's not doing as bad as Moderna is NVIDIA. Well, this is, again, this ridiculous program. Uh, and you look, I mean, I, I, if there's any hair on the street, like I had CrowdStrike last week, and I, it was down bad. This is a great, a, a great cybersecurity company, as is Palo Alto. And I search and search and search. I'm saying to Becky this, I can, I can make up a reason why they're down, but the growth is extraordinary. So what I say is, is that people are out. They just want to sell growth right now. And be understood when I say they these are big funds like the ones that underperform. So the idea that we're suddenly going to think they're one outperforming and two that these stocks should be thrown away, I think is fanciful. Take a little longer term perspective because some of these companies have done quite well. You mentioned Twilio. I actually believe in Lawson. I think that Twilio can come back. I've used their product. The product is quite robust, which is that if you get, I was at like the restaurant this weekend and I'm transitioning with the restaurant, but I said, let's get some email names so we can push our cricket uh, Taco. By the way, Del Taco got him from Jack that. in the Boston. Yes. They don't sell crickets. Crickets are quite tasty. And, and by the way, gross margins on a cricket taco. That's a lot of roof. protein. A Holy lot of protein. Holy cow, the crickets. I mean, when one man's uh, treasure is another man's poisoner. But I just think that Twilio does have a great product. They get, that's, a, that's another customer relations management product. I'm not giving up on Twilio. It is a tough uh, take for the chips, although Cowan does name Micron a top pick on not declining a, DRAM inventory. Not a lot of meat on that recommendation. And what I don't like about it is, is that, and I, I have been very partial to this company because if you take a longer term view, uh, then Sanjay Marotta has done a really terrific job. But this stock, this stock dropped to 68 no one wanted no, it was at 86, and everybody wants it. That's classic bad work. Uh, you can't anticipate the end of a DRAM cycle. A DRAM cycle, it ends with so much inventory, price comes down, and right. then it starts anew. Right. Uh, I'm not, I, I like Micron, but you can't trade it on the cycle. You just have to say that they've made their chips to be higher end. But the one I really like that's American is, uh, you know, I, I think that you have to take a look at this global foundries. It is doing incredibly well, and the stock's down badly today. I do want to get you on energy really quick. Nat gas, lowest since Collapse. August. Collapse. Um, this December may end up being the, the warmest on record, at least they think in top five. It's insane that in Europe, natural gas is just a major problem. Here, we have too much, which is good. Now, we only have, we're really pumping a mass amount of natural gas because we do want to meet the demand from overseas. But no one thought that, you know, we have Wednesday, I would say this, Wednesday is supposed to snow. This market's stupid enough. You buy natural gas, so you sell it on Thursday. <laughs> it is. It's We're, stupid. I mean, you had to go to college to get stupid to follow this market. It is just incredible. Like the chemical companies, okay? All of their price, almost all their pricing is bad, but the stocks are going up because they're cheap. Like Dow Chemical blew up last week. It literally blew up. It said bad things. Stock didn't even go down. Why? Because it's an S&P name. But there you go with CrowdStrike doing incredibly well, and it's like, get me out of CrowdStrike. What do they do again? They strike crowds? I don't want to be in a strike crowd stock. <laughs> People don't even know what these stocks do, for heaven's that's, sake. Well, you said that's the problem. They don't. Too many companies, not enough research. Oh, someone meant to me the other day they like plug power. They think that plug power could be the future. I said, well, what do they do? And they said, well, they're the future. 
me this is a 27-year-old. And, and they looked at me like they were indignant that I knew that it was hydrogen. <laughs> they said, like, hydrogen? It's the future. Yeah. I mean, what is that? you got to have more to it than it's the future. Yes, yes. Um, let's do Kohl's really quick. This pressure oh. from engine number one uh, to separate e-commerce. Kohl's did respond, by the way. Oh, yeah. And they said, we appreciate the ongoing dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Mickey, Mickey Drexler really weighing in this it. morning on Squawk talking about how some retailers are emphasizing marketing over product, he thinks, to their danger. Well, I think that the main thing is just to uh, emphasize who's got the inventory, who doesn't. I felt bad for Michelle Goss. I think she's doing a decent job here. Not perfect, and we'd love to see that dividend, you know, big dividend there. But what's going on is, is that it's almost like this engine wants to be confused with engine one. There's too many engines, Carl. This company is reported to have only 400 million. So uh, a couple of us, we put like six or seven people together, and we can do this too. Uh, remember, there's also Ms. Sellums in there, John Duskin, uh, who's been very successful covering retail. Uh, but it's also been involved in, uh, in Bed Bath, which has come down very badly. There, we have a have and have not situation. This uh, fund wants to have Kohl's split off its dot-com. Macy's considering that. Uh, and Jeff Kinnett came on Mad Money and talked about the value that could be created, not will be created. In the meantime, all I see is that people want Walmart again, because that's come from 146, where it's high mobile, down to 137. And people want to own PepsiCo, and they want to own Procter. Now, Carl, these are senior, senior, senior. These are like Sunrise Senior Living growth stocks. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're not just old growth. And I just look at these, and I say, don't get taken in. The real growth that comes back is the companies that are on our next Gen 50. They really do. And these ones that are not real growth, are, you're going to find are going to let you down the wrong path. I really believe that. Oh, DocuSign making a stand. Yes. Valiant. You know what? Uh, it, it was said a few weeks ago, Jim, that Rivian had the best chance of stealing institutional mindshare from Tesla. And with these initiations today, I wonder if you think that's why we're at a, what, uh, lowest since Halloween on Tesla. I do. I think that one of the things that we've always liked about uh, Tesla is that there's no with mind share. Like, you know, you have all these companies and they want very much to have EVs, but they don't have EVs that sell. They just have EVs. I mean, it's not, it's like Stark is tuna. We don't want, you know, Charlie. We, we don't want uh, tuna with good taste. We want uh, good taste and tuna. I mean, I don't really care that other companies have a great product, but then Rivian is, yes, the one. Now, I've got news for, um, ah, for the Joan, for Jonas, always Jonas Brothers, because yes, yes, he's so split yes. in what he does. Remember, Ford owns a big piece of Rivian, and they sent a note to Rivian last week, and it basically said, it's kind of like Magnificent Seven, Carl, when, remember when uh, they talked about, we're both in the same, Eli Wallach said we're in the same business, and was it Steve McQueen re uh, replied that we're competitors? You use this a lot. Right, well, because this was shocking. It was shocking that immediately Jim Farley comes out and says, hey, you know what? We're out of here as soon as we can. I hope on my investing call on Thursday to pin Jim down when he comes on. But the more important thing is Jim is going to be on Mad Money tomorrow. Is uh, he? I'm talking about a new deal. Yeah, and I don't want to front run that story. That's the better story. That's pretty good. story. But look, I'm just trying to get comfortable with EV. I think we're all trying to get comfortable with EV. Uh, and Tesla down 46. There's a line in the sand where Tesla won't go, go below. And I really think that buyers will come in. But it ha but. You're absolutely right. There's too many. And we have, for instance, we have ChargePoint on this list. Well, 
people are also looking at that. The, my favorite one, by the way, and I'll talk about this tonight, is Enphase. Enphase has, uh, they do charging, and they also do converting of solar. They're thinking about how they may have $12,000 per house that they put in, that they have. Like a house might, if a house wants to be fully solar and EV, you mean like new construction or retrofit? Retrofit. Ah. And I, I think that, that this, these are things that, again, young investors, which is what this list is about, young investors want to see these stocks go up. Now, they almost kind of root for them. And I think that that's a dangerous thing, but I don't want to quell enthusiasm. Yeah. When I was going over this with Jason Gover, you know, trying to do the list, I want people to get excited about, uh, 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 about Chipotle. It's on the list. I like Chipotle more than I like McDonald's. But be excited, but not necessarily pull the trigger. We had DraftKings on this week, that controversy between uh, Jason Robbins and Chanos. But DraftKings is, you know, that you go there and it says, uh, win you win $100 if, uh, if Mahomes plays. I mean, they've got these come ones, yep. but those are really very expensive. The cost of acquisition. Yep, of course. So I want people to understand DraftKings could be very interesting here. They own what? They have less than FanDuel's exposure, but and there's lots of insider buying DraftKings. But if you decide that we think that gambling's for the future, or cannabis is for the future, then it would be Canopy or Tilray. But do I like those stocks now, Canopy and Tilray? Do I like uh, Penn Gaming and DraftKings? Right. Not as much as Amazon. Right. So it's, it's, it's not a list of Kramer recommendations per no, se. No, it's a, it's a list of companies that every person who's 21 has heard or used. And I, I'll include Match and Bumble. Yeah. Like I asked my wife, I said, what do you think of Bumble? She's excellent, woman run. I mean, you know, it's kind of, all right. Yep. Well, she's not millennial. Although heard. she looks millennial. <laughs> there, I did uh, it. I said something nice. Dow is up about 440 uh, as we're back to 4560 as well. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Morning, Bob. Good morning, guys. Uh, happy Monday. Uh, everyone is choosing to believe Dr. Fauci. Uh, he says uh, early signs are encouraging on the Omicron variant. That's what he said over the weekend, and that's what the market is reacting to. If you take a look at the sectors right now, cyclicals that would do better on this kind of uh, belief that Omicron is more manageable. Financials, energy, materials, industrials, all strong. Semiconductors are lagging. Tech's lagging, although Apple is on the upside today. Take a look at some of the movers, movers here today. Another sign, you know, they're looking on the bright side is a, a daily rebound in travel and leisure stocks here. Big moves up in all the airlines, uh, all the booking agencies like Booking Holdings, Expedia, uh, also bouncing today. Uh, retail has had a rough month. Uh, retail, major retail index is probably down 15 percent in the last four or five weeks. Uh, some nice bounces here. You heard, of course, earlier, Coles had some specific, stock-specific stories. Uh, but 2 two to 3% move up, uh, up in most of the retailers here. More speculative tech um, continuing uh, to have modest hits. These stocks have gotten clobbered in the last month. A lot of them, of course, associated uh, with Kathy Wood, uh, still to the downside. And remember, when uh, there's concern about higher rates, these stocks that don't have as much in the way of, uh, you know, earnings growth or uh, expectations further out for earnings growth are the ones who get clobbered. So this is not something that uh, is terribly surprising to a lot of people. The three big market worries everybody knows about, and we're still trying to figure out where we should assign the weights for them. Obviously, how big is the taper going to be is the big issue here. We're going to find out uh, probably fairly shortly about that, 15, 20, 25, 30 billion. Uh, and will the timing for uh, accelerating uh, uh, interest rate hikes uh, move as well on that. We'll find out December 15th. 
Uh, is this peak supply chain and inflation right now? We don't really know. Uh, obviously, there's going to be margin pressures for the next several quarters, but a lot of people are still arguing that this is probably the height of the news. CPI is going to be hot this week, but we all know that. Will it ameliorate in the next month? There are people arguing uh, that it will. Finally, of course, uh, Dr. Fauci talking about the Micron worries not being overblown, but maybe more manageable. We'll see if that happens. Again, we just don't have enough information. This is why you get these market gyrations every day. Finally, just uh, want to note here, Haynes brand uh, coming out of the uh, S&P 500, one of the latest retailers. Uh, they're slowly but surely, every retailer is dropping out of the S&P 500. We saw this with some of the big department stores already. Only a $5 billion market cap, but not moving that, actually moving to the upside. Finally, want to note some big changes here at the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, Lynn Martin will become the new president of the New York Stock Exchange, replacing Stacey Cunningham. Stacey will, however, However, go on the board of directors of the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, there's Lynn. Uh, Sharon Bowen, who is, uh, uh, will be uh, the NYSE chair, uh, she'll be replacing Jeff Sprecher. Uh, but Jeff will, of course, remain as the chairman uh, of ICE. So some management changes going on here at the New York Stock Exchange. And, of course, uh, we'll get to Lynn Martin very soon. Hopefully have her right down here on the floor and chat with her. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob, thank you very much. Uh, we'll continue with the markets coverage as the Dow is now up uh, better than 1%, although the outperformance oh, versus the uh, triple Qs last few days has been uh, some of the strongest of the year. Time for the bond report. Take a look at how Treasuries are faring this morning as we're watching that 10-year still stubborn below 1.4 uh, and the long end as well. I know Becky Jim uh, yeah. asked you about that this morning. 1.699. Wow. We'll be right back. Coming up next, it's uh, Jim and Stop Trading. And a reminder, you can get in on the new CNBC Investing Club with Kramer. Sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash investing club. Or as always, just use the QR code on the screen. It'll take you straight there. Dow's up almost 500. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. It took forever for the Dow Jones to be the index that we most accepted, and I think it's terrific that they did that. I, I, will the next Gen 50 uh, be, re be a replacement? No, but I think it's representative of a whole new generation. And I'm talking about which of the five senior growth stocks in the index and which of the five junior growth stocks I like. Uh, remember, uh, senior growth versus growth is solid and steady, and the junior growth is unseasoned and possibly spectacular. Wait, this is a function of the age of the company or market cap? It's, what, it's the companies that younger people want to know more about. It's not necessarily market cap, although we didn't pick any small ones. But they want to know very much about whether they should be buying Lucid or Fisker. Or should they be buying uh, Tilray or Canopy? Now, right. I'm going to tell you that they shouldn't be buying any of those. But that's not the point of this. The point of this is, is that they know Square. They know PayPal, they know Virgin Galactic, they know Lyft, they know Zoom. They don't know a lot of the companies yep. in, the, in the Dow Jones Industrial Lab. It just doesn't mean that much there. It's not as relevant. It sounds like you got a lot this week at night. Oh, it's very exciting this week. I've got some really terrific guests. I know Ford Motor, again, is a major focus of mine. Why? I think Ford could be the first serious challenger to the franchise that is Tesla. And I know uh, Jonas calls Rivian the one. The one. Uh, Let's, uh, that sounds like a cover out <laughs> the Jonas Brothers. The one. That was a good hour. We'll see you tonight, Jim. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Yeah! 
or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. 